Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. <laughs> Perfect. We started out like a cell phone commercial. I know. It's like, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I'll probably cut all that shit out anyway. Don't sweat it. <laughs> no worries. I get the intro out of the way. I always got to prepare myself for it. I don't <laughs> know why. It's the only part that feels like performance. Yes, because it's, like, it's definitely scripted. <laughs> all aboard. The Almost Midnight Podcast. It's a horror anthology podcast. And I am Mr. Cleaver, and I am here with... Crystal Fear. How's she feeling today? Better. Definitely better. <laughs> Good. What do you think was wrong, just... Uh, you know, just like, I was just feeling kind of just like, run down. I think I'm equating it just to life. <laughs> oh no, I totally get that. You know, like mental health day, as they say. You really disappointed our fan. Oh my gosh. I know. I feel horrible. I was like, my stomach was just like in a little bit of knots and I was just a little bit fatigued feeling. And I was like, I didn't feel uh, animated enough to talk. (laughs) If that makes any sense. No, that makes total sense. Yeah. I just felt this general fatigue and I was like, nothing that a good night's sleep didn't care. That's for definitely sure. I felt way better the next day. That is awesome. I'm so happy to have you. <laughs> yeah, so then last night, we kind of like combated the same sort of thing. <laughs> Just general life fatigue. Oh, I got you. <laughs> With recording. We're getting older, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You watching anything? Um, I started Stranger Things. I know I'm like super like low, <laughs> slow on the uptake on that. But, um... It's you know what it is is like whenever you start a new series, it takes me a lot to like be like okay, Crystal, you're investing a lot of time in this because I am one of the people who binge the series, so I know once I open the series up to watch it, I know I'm invested fully and I'm binging it. So started that. Pro- uh, I saw the 40th anniversary of the, the thing in the theaters this past oh. Sunday. Oh, how was that? It was super cool. It was great. Uh, it was great to see the big screen. There was like, even like a um, post movie, there was even like a 20 minute documentary about how the special effects for the movie, which was really cool to see. The girl, cool. the girl next to me was like, kind of like videotaping it in Pyrus and doing piracy. <laughs> while, while she was sitting next to me, I was cracking up. Because she's holding the phone close to her chest and um, she's videotaping and I'm like, that's exactly what I'd be doing if I thought about it. But um, yeah, it was really cool. It was it was great to be in the theaters and see it in the theaters because it was, not that it was before my time because I was definitely alive when it came out, but I was too young to watch, obviously, that in the theaters. But it was great. I'm so jealous. <laughs> This Sunday, or this Friday, I'm going to go see Black Phone. I bought my tickets for that. Yes. So I'm, I'm doing a little, like, uh, prayer that I might see a Halloween Ends trailer. 
I don't know if it's going to happen, but it was released June 24th for Kills. So, I mean, it just, it seems like Kismet that I would be <laughs> released this Friday. Uh, I'm not going to say I will have my phone ready for that, but I may have my phone ready for that to catch it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited for both, actually. The, the obviously Black Phone, but then if I could see that trailer, that'd be amazing, too. I hope they drop it for you. Yes. I've been hearing like, uh, oh, they're doing reshoots, so don't count on it. Maybe expect it for Nope when Nope comes out in July. But I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel like I've been waiting a long time to see this trailer. So well, even though I'm torn, like, are you a trailer person? No. In fact, we, when you brought up Nope, I actually <laughs> remember that I avoided every single piece of... Uh, of trailer, of teaser trailers, of anything that could, because I yes. started fresh like I did. That's how I went into Get Out and Us, and so yeah. Like I've been very, and I and I am so I, I call myself selectively uh, an anti-trailer because, for instance, for Black Phone, I may have watched like three seconds of something about about Black Phone, but. Halloween ends, I want to see it. If nothing else, but to be angry how much they gave away. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but I, um, there's sometimes I really want to see it. And then some, like, when, of course, when Jordan Peele dropped the Nope trailer, I watched that immediately. But his was very skilled in not showing anything. It was, it, it was actually a pretty skilled trailer. So like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not mad at that trailer. Does it feel like it's going to be more comedy or how does it feel? You know what? Okay. You know, Kiki Palmer's in it. So like she is a comedic actress. So there will be, I, I, I guarantee there's going to be comedy aspects to it. And also Jordan Peele himself is a, a comedy writer. I think, you know, just for what he done with like, you know, all his previous works, like his like TV work has all been mostly comedy. So like I, there probably will be comedy tra- like aspects to it, but uh, it seemed a good mix of both. It seemed like there was mixes of both. So like it just seems like a great kind of like blend of both of his worlds, the horror world of his and also his comedy world. Okay, good. I'm just- yeah. Don't want him to stumble. Yeah, and I'm a huge Kiki Palmer fan. Like, she is funny to me. And the fact that she's in it, and he also reprised the, the guy from uh, Get Out. I mean, that's amazing. Like, Who's that? The the main character. Uh, what is his name? Damn it all. Uh, I don't know. It was a year ago. I, I... The main character of Get Out. The guy that they hypnotize, bring the party, the girl, like, seduces to bring him over. Gotcha. He is the main character, or one of the main characters in Nope. And I'm sure, you know, it'll come to me in a minute and I stop trying to think about it, but... The actor or the character? Is it like a loose sequel? Well, the, well, the actor. The actor. Oh, you got me excited for no reason. <laughs> the same character. No, no. The actor who played in Get Out. So, get- but I mean, like, again, strong actors in it. Uh, you watch... Have you, do you watch uh, Walking Dead? I did up to a point. I don't hate okay. it. Okay, uh, I don't. I'm horrible with themes right now, but like, 
Stephen Yen. Yeah. Yes, he is in it, and I love yeah. him. I loved him in. I loved him in The Walking Dead. He's in Nope. I mean, it's a strong cast. It does, yeah, it looks great. Yeah. I so. probably for it like I always do. Unfortunately. <laughs> yes. I'm a dad. I can't get to the theater very often. Yeah, I went by myself to go see the thing. My roommate was working. My partner was unavailable. So I was like, I'm going. I know, I know it's Father's Day, but I'm definitely going to take myself to the movie theater. It was full of just families because, of course, it was, a. I think, the opening weekend of Buzz Lightyear, which was also like, it was pandemonium in the theater. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it was just like this combination of like dads and just like this kids running rampant. So it was, but I was like, here I am in my in my solo seat watching this horror movie. The thing, depending on what day you catch me on, is my third or fourth favorite horror movie of all time. Or movie, just movie. Yeah, and it's you know what's funny is that like, would you call it a horror by today's standards? Yes. Okay, because there are people who say thriller or like suspense. Like there, there is horror aspects. I mean, obviously, like the fact that it was like an alien, like the whole like you know, I guess like the way it like imitated people and all the things. Like there is horror aspects, but a lot of suspense. That movie was a lot of suspense, and I think a lot of it added to like the soundtrack of it. Oh yeah, it's 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 a great, it's a it's an amazing yeah. soundtrack. It absolutely is. I, I yeah. know we get into the weeds with the is it horror, is it not horror? Our our genre is pedantic when it comes to that shit. Yeah, people who don't think that like Silence of the Lambs is horror, but it was listed as horror in the 90s. But like our idea of horror has changed since then. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's do let's do a quick lightning round. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you if they're horror or not. Oh no. Okay. Okay, ready? Yes. Seven. Oh man, that's like that's the same as Silence of the Lambs. I would any I've, given day, yes, yeah. but like yes, but no. Yeah, exactly. You I know vote. what I mean? Like, because it's like you know he's like a he was a you know a, a killer that you know did horrific things, but I'm yes, like, yes, no, like yes, I'm yeah. you to- more more I'm yes than more yes than no, yes. Okay, fair enough. Deliverance. Stumpty, stumpty, stumpty. I know. Again, like, no, but the things that happened to those guys in that movie were frightening. <laughs> that brings it down to, is it a horror movie if there are especially horrific scenes in it? And I, I kind of don't think so. I think that it, if the, the goal of the entire movie itself is to horrify, it's a Here, horror movie. Here's, what, here's why I get twisted with that, is that Deliverance, okay, maybe not Deliverance so much, but let's just take uh, Seven. I think there's more horror elements in Seven than there is in It Follows. Ooh, controversial. I like but, it. But everybody's like, It Follows, Elevated Horror, blah, blah, blah. But here, but here's how I feel is that I feel like Seven and, and, and like even Signs of the Lambs had more horror aspects to it than It Follows. Maybe Yeah, maybe minute for minute in terms of screen time. Yeah, and it's like, but then again, but people are, people will call it follows the best horror movie of its time, or one of, you know. I'd pick a bunch over it, but I don't hate it by a long stretch. It. It follows. 
Oh, it falls. I'm sorry. I was thinking about like it, like Stephen King's it. I know you get uh, confused with that. I hate that shit. It's like, <laughs> did you watch it? Uh, I am in the process of watching it. I'm about 45 minutes in. I'm I'm revisiting that. 1990. Yes, 1990. Okay. Good. Which to me is like, I'm sorry, but it's the superior it. Is that also a hot take? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think people are fairly. I mean, but it might be it might be my nostalgia like blinding me. That could be it. Yeah, because I mean, like here it is, is like that. I mean, it was frightening to me. Also, I think Tim Curry is a way scarier clown. Uh, you know why? Because I feel like his practical effect of his clown, as opposed to like like the CGI aspects of the of like the newer clown. I, I don't know. I just find it like. When I think of like a scary clown of my youth, it would be a Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim Curry was charming enough to get Georgie to, Georgie to try to clown the suit. I don't think that any <laughs> going to get in the tour with Bill Skarsgård. And I love Bill Skarsgård. I think that he did a phenomenal job. Yeah, and there was aspects of that movie that was very scary. But I don't know if it was just the cast. I don't, I, it, you know, again, it's probably my, my nostalgia blinding me. And that's the hard part about like horror sometimes is because like a lot of it I saw when I was very young. And then I'm like, oh, I love it so much better. And uh, oh, why are they remaking that? Why are they redoing that? And it's like, and I sometimes look through like the scope of just like, it could never be as good as the original. No, and I think you're right because it comes from a, it's already coming from a disingenuous place because it's just a studio and wanting to use the IP to get a few more bucks. And I heard they're making even the prequel, like Welcome to Dairy or whatever whatever they're calling it. I don't know what the name of it is, but they're thinking about doing a prequel to it. And I'm like, okay, I mean, we're draining this a little bit, but as long as it's done well and executed well, I can't be mad at it. But if it's like a money grab, then you're kind of like, why'd you even tamper with it? I'm kind of excited because, I mean, I read the book a few hundred times. It's my favorite book. But um, Do you know that I actually bought it on, used on Amazon? So it should be here in a couple days. Because I actually want to go back because I appreciate it. However, it's quite controversial now looking through like, 2022 lenses i mean like some of the language and things like that but it was just an amazing piece that you're like i just hope they do do it justice you know oh yeah i mean you can it's it's a perfect book i mean you can look past the kid orgy but (laughs) i don't know i hope you enjoy that i it's like 11 1200 pages in person yeah i was thinking like I fall asleep at the drop of the hat, but I was like, you know, if I can read a few pages before I fall asleep, I can probably in like what six months get through, <laughs> get through. That'll, that'll keep you occupied for maybe by December. <laughs> Terrific, but I just the but if I want to get that series because I want to, I want more of the world. I think they may have already canceled that. I hope not. I hope that I heard the wrong thing. What the prequel? Yeah. Oh, and I thought that that was like. There was like, and there was mention of that. There was possibly mention of Blumhouse getting a hold of like re or bringing back uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare, yeah, they they're trying to get their grubby little hands on Nightmare. And yeah. Good luck with Friday. Yeah, that's still litigation. Well, I mean, and part of me's like, you know, 
I know. I know. I know. Because they're tackling. I think the director from Halloween is now going to do a trilogy for Exorcist too. So <laughs> there's going to be three movies of Exorcist coming out. Also, possibly a reboot of of Nightmare on Elm Street. Excited. Uh, and I think they got the original woman from. Uh, wait, what was uh, what was it that they were targeting? Well, they're thinking about getting. Robert England, but in some sort of capacity for the nightmare, if that's possible. You know, fingers crossed. How about a cameo? It's not because I don't want to see him again. It's because the man's in his 70s. I just want him to be able to rest. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's a thing. I love Robert. You know, you feel like you need to have some sort of some nod to him or appreciation towards him. I already ran it. Remember that that idea, like make it like Candyman, where there's different interpretations of him. Oh yeah, that would be good. Yeah, I think that if they're if they're sleek enough about it, because 2010 was just a crash cash grab. It had no soul. Yeah, I'm just I'm hoping that it's done well. I mean, but nowadays with like the way they can do manipulate things with computer and and you know. CGI, it can look amazing, but I hope it's like still an amazing part of practical effects in it too. Like eighties nostalgia, you know what I mean? You're not, you're just not going to be able to replicate giving a starving young artist not much money and then practical effects, seeing what they come up with and playing with. It's just never. It's just always going to feel a little fake compared to that. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was just so good. And actually, that series, specifically the first Nightmare, when I saw that, that was, like, frightening to me. That was truly one of the first movies, like, in, that I was scared to watch on my own. But, again, I was very, very young when I watched it. Probably too young. And um, it scared me way more than Halloween and Friday the 13th ever did. I don't know if it was a combination of how he looked or the fact that it was a dreams. It was just that, that whole thing was just so scary and they can replicate that scare of it. That would be amazing. I hope there was like a darker Freddy because Freddy got very like, like he was scary with some wit in there and then he became over the top, like funny guy. And you lost a lot of the scare factor for me in the later Freddy's and it's like, or nightmares, I guess it's like, I hope they bring back some of the scare of that that nightmare on the street brought. We will see. <laughs> well, that, that's me wishful thinking. No, no, no. You got to be cautiously optimistic. <laughs> yes. I didn't get anything watched. I've had kids all week, and it's been too freaking hot down here to do anything. So yeah, it's very of... hot here too. Absolutely, I hate it. I hate the heat. Yeah, that... I am very much a fall like. Even like you know, early November is my is like peak time for me. Into winter, I love winter. I love you know late fall. Absolutely, I summer can just fuck off as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I hate everything about summer. Everything's sweating. Everything just tired of it. Yeah. No, unless you spend all your time in the pool, and then I'm like, oh, I can see how summer can be really fun. But like, if you are not in the pool 24 hours a day. 
yeah. summer actually sucks. I guess well, if you're, you're a fucking rich kid with a pool, I guess it's cool. Yeah, are we? I live in an apartment complex with a pool, but it's like a fuck you pool because it's been closed since COVID. So it just stares at us and we're like, pool. <laughs> like, That's fine. It's an empty concrete hole that we just all like gaze at and hope for. There's a dead body floating in it. <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, dead animals, squirrels, just like, you know, a bunch yeah. of leaves. You're like, oh, remember that time when there was a pool here? <laughs> Sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. Then you guys yeah. up. <laughs> we, just, we just look at it longingly. Do you dare get inside the pool? <laughs> but this week we are, we went ahead and went straight to ABC's A Death Part 2. Yes. Again, 26 directors <laughs> all tackling their thoughts about death. Absolutely. Because once you're in fucking Crazyville, I figure we might as well just power through. And this did, this did not disappoint at all. <laughs> oh, good. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get into that. As I was watching it, I'm like, I do. I, this is good. I remember this being, this is as good as I remember. This is, it's 2014. They called it a horror comedy anthology. Would you agree with that? I could see that, yeah. It got a 5.4 on IMDb and a 73 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is very good on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes jumped up like 30 or 40% since the first one. <laughs> it had, it's like runs 12 or runs two hours. But limited release, and it was I, I read it like seven thousand dollar box office. So I mean, it must have been really limited release. So <laughs> I don't really know if it was in just box office yeah. or just right to video. But it's a seven k box office. So I was like, was that three theaters? Like, I don't yeah, even... it, was, it was a courtesy theatrical release. <laughs> yeah, because that was they did they did the same thing as the first one where they gave a um and. Uh, like up and coming director, an opportunity, and had a contest, and the contest winner was letter M, which we'll get to. But <laughs> that was the winner of this this uh, series uh, director contest. I might have to watch that one of these days. The ABC's a death two point five. <laughs> yes, there was a two point five as well. It's only eighty five minutes. That's encouraging. Maybe we'll cover it when we get bored. Yeah, and that, that seems outrageous for twenty six letters, and in, in that's like a normal. Ho- you know, horror movie length. Oh, well, yeah, six minutes. M. Yeah, they're all Matt M, so they might not be. <laughs> there might not be twenty six, or maybe <laughs> just M repeated. This, yeah, but this one has a. I love the uh, the opening titles to this. It's this creepy sort of animation type. But I just yes, the- it was it was definitely a a more polished like intro, and more polished in between each segment where it was like the skeleton teacher kind of thing. Uh, at the chalkboard, introducing each letter or like recapping each other after each segment. I love that. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely like see a little bit more polished. It was nice. And then we were going into A is for <laughs> A is for amateur. Brought to us by the U.S. Yes, and this is a hitman who, I, I guess, like through a series of blunders, like. <laughs> Ends up killing him. Well, he's on a on a hired mission to like kill somebody, obviously, and he goes up into like this like air conditioned vent, and through a series of mishaps, basically kills himself in this vent. Yeah. So what he does is he has a prolonged fantasy of how it should go, and then he he gets he has he gets up there and 
experiences all the pitfalls of things he didn't think of, like how awfully dirty that vent is. And... Yeah, he has like this, like almost a daydream where he's like this amazing hitman and like how it goes the perfect and like everything is like completely polished and amazing. And he gets up there and it's like full of just like bugs and cobwebs and he's like gagging and like freaked out and he's crawling through it and is like, you know, his clothes or his foot gets stuck, like snagged on like exposed metal and things like that. And he's just like, but through as he's like shimmying through this vent, he's cutting himself, bleeding, and he eventually dies up there. Yeah, he sure does. And then, um, what do they say? Like a week or two later, they're opening the vent to to see what it is, and they have yeah. To- the guy's like, "What's that fucking smell up there?" He's like, "The guy who's his original target is like, basically has his cleaning crew in to open the vent, and it stinks up there." They open the vent, and the body falls out, <laughs> all masticated and ugly looking, and and covered yeah. in maggots. And as the body falls to the ground, the gun goes off and like kills his target. So, yeah, <laughs> he he got it done. Yes, and it, he ended up getting it done, but he was absolutely, I mean, he was involved with the process of killing the person, but it was completely by accident and nothing actually of his doing. <laughs> Fucking idiot, but I love it. It's hilarious. Yeah, I gave this three stars out of four. I was like, I thought this was pretty funny. I gave it five. I love it. I think the mm-hmm. that's right. It, it was really good. I think it's directed by E.L. Katz, who I I believe directed Cheap Thrills. Have you seen that? No, I have not. Oh, you got to see it. That's so good. Is that 90s, 80s, early 2000s? Like... Right around this time, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, hey, I'll definitely I'll look it up. Yeah, it's fun. It kind of, it kind of, I don't know. It's hard to explain. <laughs> <laughs> but this was fun. Uh you know, it almost like makes fun of itself, which is like I also enjoy. Yeah, I didn't really have anything weighty to say. It was just kind of a fun breezy. Yeah, and it was a good it was a good starter, you know. Look, yeah, look at this idiot. <laughs> um, we go to B is for Badger. And which again, it was another amazing one. It's like this document the documentary crew is out in this like or like a field where like ruining the habitat and like killing all these badgers in the area through like their you know destruction of like natural resources and like you know getting toxins toxins into the ground or whatever and it's just so funny because there's like you know giant mutated well i'm assuming giant but like mutated badgers are in this hole and uh basically takes the one documentary like host who's a dick this whole process uh, takes them into like the into their hole and rips the body in half and like spits it back out at the crew. Yeah, they um they hear something <laughs> scratching around in there, so they stick their boom mic in there and then it yes. rips the pop filter off and spits it out. And then the asshole comes up. He's like, "Well, go go on over here then." <laughs> he's an asshole, so he's like, "Here, I'll show you. There's nothing in there." They're like, no, the power plants killed off all the badgers. That's what the whole project's about. They're like, no, no, something's in there. Something's in there. Yeah, and then it grabs them, bites them in half, spits them out. I love it. 
it's great and like spits him out and throws him like up into the air you know what i mean like spits yeah. him out five out of five i, I yeah and it spows like innards it's it's great yeah it's it's i don't know it's it's so it's, a, it's so refreshing that you know exactly what's happening you know what the interpretation is yeah i really like it, this one as well it hasn't gotten weighty yet until we get to c <laughs> it's for capital punishment I gave Capital Punishment like one of the highest. Like I was going out of four, but I mean, if you were doing out of five, I would get. I gave this one a five. Right up top, absolutely. This one really needs to be watched. Yeah, it was like a town was basically having this witch trial, uh, putting this guy on trial for the death of a girl named Lucy, and uh, trying to get him to confess, trying to get him to confess. And they're like, listen, if you just confess, we'll bring the cops here. He's like, I have not doing it. I didn't do it. I do it. And it's fine. Like, if you know you confess, we'll bring the cops. Okay, I did it. And that's all I really wanted to hear. So when the drug drag him out to the woods and basically kill him. And never called the police, but this lynch mob basically. Present day, yeah. It's a present day kind of mob situation. Yeah. Take him out to the forest to, to deal with this guy basically but as they're on their way out there like setting up his execution the tv has like this news report where lucy's found and she's alive and she's with her 24 or whatever year old 26 year old lover that she ran away with yeah. so this kid runs down and try to like you know stop what's happening and they, they tell the people at the bar hey look at the news lucy's alive you know she's not dead this uh, small group goes out to like find them in the woods to stop the execution. They get into a car accident. They die. And uh, they behead the guy, basically. They end up killing him. Very graphically. Yes. I believe it's based on the, the botched execution of uh, some regal person. And I know that's very vague. But yeah, apparently they, the, they, the blade wasn't sharp enough or they weren't it took a long time. Oh, yeah. It was like Post- hacking yeah. and hacking. And it was all on screen, too. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be fast. But it's not. It was like, it went in 25%. And then it went in 32%. It was like the longest like beheading. And the priest is like, put this guy out of his misery. And the guy's like, shut the hell up. You know, trying to shut the priest up. But meanwhile, he's like, just like, get it over with. Because you're actually, now you're being... Now it's too much. Yeah. It's and crazy. yeah. And basically to find out that the girl was running with her lover and they tried to accuse him and it's like mob mentality kind of thing. Yeah. I, like I said, I think everybody needs to watch this. I'm anti-death penalty. So reasons like this, because this yes. will happen. This will always happen. Yeah. And Perfect. And he just, all he did was he admitted it just to get a police officer there to try to, like, stop this mob. And he admitted it just to, like, stop the madness. But it it was, like, it didn't work. And that happens in a lot of places these days. The police just get your get your confession out of you just because you want them to leave you alone. And it's like, the easy way out. Yeah, even if you didn't. Yeah, this, yeah. Is, this is really good. Was that from the UK? So was Badger. Yeah. I, yes. So. Uh, this next one took a lot for me. Again, 
I almost need to be handheld for this one because it's like D is for de-loused. Am I saying that right? You are. Okay. And I, I saw it was like a stop motion kind of animation thing. And, yeah. you know, yeah, it was just like a man being held prisoner is strapped to a table. Again, this is all in animation. And three men begin like draining the prisoner with a needle in his neck. And they're all covered with like, I, I mean, easy way to say it's like maggots looking kind of, I mean, I guess Little... louses, <laughs> I guess you'd say, because <laughs> you're saying de-louse, but, um, but they're covered in like, you know, maggot looking, you know, insects. And it's just like this weird kind of like, I, I couldn't even tell you what this one is about, really. I, I, I would like to say this is probably what would happen if you took acid and fell asleep watching Davy and Goliath. Yeah, this is like a thing. Like it's like the three guys, and then like the one is strapped down. The one has like this again, this insect on its face. He smacks it away. It grows to a, almost a gigantic size. The prisoner then feeds his captors to this like maggot-looking thing. Uh, and it kept on saying like, "You pay for life. You pay for life." I don't know. It was a very weird kind of animation, trippy, yeah, like a bad acid trip. I didn't hate it though. It felt like a weird fever dream. Yes. It looked like somebody like was like, yeah, on acid, a fever dream, something was like, and then drew it, didn't remember drawing it, and was like, I'll make that the skit. <laughs> Every now and then we will come across a short where it describing it doesn't really do <laughs> much for it. It's like a really like uh, I almost got my stomach almost turned watching the animation because it was just like they were covered in like really greasy looking wet like the characters were like really wet looking to me like almost partially decomposed if that makes any sense. I can see that yeah. Yeah they were just kind of like just like oily like and like disturbing and there was maggots on them and it was just it was a lot. It was definitely a lot. But then the main character's head got stuck in it. The the, the uh, I guess I keep calling it a maggot, but like whatever, the, whatever yeah. that is, whatever that <laughs> bug was, and it was just a weird kind of yeah trippy animation. Didn't hate it, but it just it kind of brought out some weird feelings. It's <laughs> yeah, I didn't hate it. I just needed like I needed someone to like almost like have a session with me to sit down and talk about what that meant because I was like, wait, what did I just watch? I needed oh, yeah. a debriefing. <laughs> and then considering that you didn't even touch your segments from the first one. <laughs> yeah. It, this is like by far uh, like the tame of the first one we watched. <laughs> Somebody were overdosing on meth while they were making Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, it was definitely I, a thing. Oh, yeah, I gave it a four out of five. <laughs> you did? I gave this one my, one of my lower ratings. I mean, I get, yeah, I gave this one two. Could Only you because imagine? of my comprehension of it. I just couldn't wrap my head around what I was watching. <laughs> like, I'm very, Where? sometimes I'm, I'm very, like, abstract, and sometimes I'm very linear. And I think when I can't find an abstract meaning for something, I get, like, okay, well, why can't I understand this basically, like in the most basic form? And I couldn't wrap my head around it in the most basic way. So I was like, I gave it a two. 
fair enough. We'll agree to disagree on you. Being <laughs> equilibrium. E for equilibrium. And this one, I this one, I gave a four. This is a great. Uh, and- wait, wait. Oh no, you don't like this one? I get a two point. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm surprised. So it's like Uba. these two ship, these two shipwrecked men, uh, and they're going along their life. They have like their like. I would say they're daily like things like they're like, you know, getting water, they have fish, they're doing their daily life. And then along comes a woman they see and it's like, whoa, who the hell is this? And they both are kind of like vying for the woman's attention in like various ways. And, uh, you know, the one man sees the other man kissing the woman, gets jealous. There's like a little bit of inner fighting going on between the two guys Finally, it culminates where the one man has a, a coconut over the other guy's head, like he's gonna give him like the final like death blow. And he looks at his friend, his friend's like shaking his head. He looks at the woman, the woman's shaking her head. And it looks like he's gonna like kill his friend. And at the very last moment, he throws the coconut and like kills the woman. Yeah. And then the next scene is like, you know, again, like calm and everything is restored after that. So I consider that with equilibrium. They brought back their balance by getting rid of her. Yeah, they uh, they changed the sign that said, they spelled that on the beach that said, send help, to send beer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, I know, it felt kind of light. It almost played out like, because there's no dialogue, and it was like tropic, set tropically. It's got a very bro-y feeling to it. It felt like a beer commercial. Yes, and I saw like the nod to like uh, Wilson. Yeah, there was there was like the little like volleyball with the face painted on it, little things. Uh, I liked it because it was like again, like they were completely content with their situation, and then something threw them out of whack, and then like they brought it back to like center. But it was just funny because it's like they weren't looking to be rescued, they weren't looking for anything else, but to just like have like their peaceful situation. <laughs> oh yeah, I just. I wrote down on this one as bros before. Yes, it was very, it was very broy, but like almost like caveman broy. No, no, I see that. And when the woman <laughs> brings with her the gender politics of, you know, normal society. Yes, and, and- well, also like, you know, just it brings along. It just created a wedge between their like organic friendship. And it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, and again, like I probably shouldn't like it as much as I did, but it's, it's true. Like the third wheel feeling, uh, you know, you have your best friend and the best friend has a girlfriend. You're like, Oh, where's my best friend at? My best friend's gone. Yeah. I, I love <laughs> that. It's got like, it's kind of heavy on misogyny. And, yes. <laughs> and you liked it more than I. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I know, but I was like, Oh, this is sweet. <laughs> It's definitely not. I have no problem with it. It's just a two point five. <laughs> it's just fine. And I love very organic, uh, non-sexual, like man-man love. <laughs> that's like that's very like just like this is my really great friend, and we have really great times together. And it's just like you know, very like yeah, bromance. <laughs> I that's kind of profound. I those those are kind of the relationships that I kind of am drawn to in in cinema too. Is the is the non-sexual men or sexual? I don't care. I'm not a prude, but oh yeah, <laughs> either way doesn't matter to me. But like, just very much like doing, you know, taking care of one another. Very, very, you know, 
living your life and one was one was actually doing like the cooking so it was like they all had their like roles and stuff it was just funny oh yeah and i give them i yeah i give them maybe a few weeks before they start fucking each other and <laughs> before nope, they, yes no judgment and i mean like sometimes there's no judgment it's like is what it is yeah uh i had a very good gay guy friend in college and uh he took up with a woman and we're all like shocked and like you know we all clutched our pearls over and he goes listen a hand's a hand that's very profound <laughs> you just sucked up <laughs> I'm like if anything I was like I go that's going on your tombstone <laughs> exactly hand's a hand and who would give a better hand job than I could <laughs> we're all like you hooked up with her oh my gosh oh my gosh she's like her hands a hand (laughs) yeah so i guess if if put to your uh your absolute like limits (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) um then then we go to f is for falling uh i gave this one two i'm Um, right there with you I, i went about three but i could totally see it too there was like this female Israeli soldier. She's stuck in a tree. Uh, obviously, yes, with a parachute. She's obviously like hung there, basically, just in a situation that's like precarious. Um, I say Arab because wasn't he speaking like Arabic or something to her? Yeah. But um, an Arab boy comes up to her, and obviously he might be in some sort of like militia or something. He's carrying a machine gun or a rifle, and finds her and she begins to like kind of like do like i say word woman magic like just like using like words and being like hey why don't you yourself instead of calling you know your friends or if you shoot me the shot will bring your uh, you know your friends here and how about you take all the glory and bring me in yourself and like begins to like kind of like manipulate the kid a little bit yeah she was just kind of just like using this like word magic with him and uh gets him to basically she's i have to go to the bathroom and he please cut me down and he climbs a tree to cut her down and as she's cut down she drops from the tree and she gets this this pretty intense compound fracture like the bone is out of the skin yeah yeah and this is almost harder to watch than like the most violent of scenes for me like but when you see a bone like protruding from the skin, you're like, oh, and she's just screaming and she's screaming and she's screaming and like uh, she's hopping away. You just, you're just like clinching because you're like, oh God, this is like, you just feel the pain through her yelling. But I, all through the commotion, the kid falls from the, the tree and shoots himself with his own rifle. Yeah. <laughs> and again, the shot brought his friends and the guys roll up in a truck and see the kid dead and the, the, the skit kind of like ends. It's just kind of base level, huh? Yeah, and it's like there wasn't a kind of like finish for me. And I not that I needed a finish per se, but I was like, okay, like to you know who I guess he died, so there was the death of Mare, was him. And but she it was like expert. Yeah, I kind of just didn't really get a, a good, like, climactic finish, I guess. It's well shot, well acted, but it just feels like you you caught, like, the middle third of a movie. Yeah, you're like, then what, like, you fell asleep during the movie, you're like, what happened? What happened to her? And you're like, oh, absolutely nothing. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, then it's like, Moved oh, out. then I guess I'm glad I fell asleep. <laughs> I am happy that, that from Israel and we, we got, we have representation from them. Yes. I, it was made definitely very competently. Oh, yeah. And I, like, I wrote down in my notes, like, female Israeli soldier. And I felt like, I'm like, why did I write female? It's almost like you say a male nurse. And you're like, why did I say a male nurse? <laughs> so I, think- I was like, I wrote female Israeli soldier. And I'm like, my, my roommate uh, is a army vet that was, like, in, like, Baghdad. But she's a woman. And I always, like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And I don't know why I wrote female Israeli soldier. I got myself mad at myself for that. It's like, Crystal, you can just write that. It's not, you don't have to like dictate their gender with this. But I was like, I was scolding myself. <laughs> I was in any way like a blind gesture in your part because it, you, you are kind of illustrating the vulnerability of it. Because let's face it, when you're hanging out of a tree, and you're a woman, you're probably going to be way more afraid. Oh, yeah. And you see, like, and also in her outfit, like, her cleavage was, like, all out. Like, oh, ridiculously. No, no. Oddly busty. I don't yeah, know. like, ridiculously busty. Like, there's, she did not jump out of a plane going, like, 10,000 miles an hour, like, down to her, like, to the ground level of, of the earth and wearing over their chest out like that. There's no way. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm not, and I didn't, and I wasn't trying to conjecture that she'd be more scared because women aren't as brave i just think they have more things to be afraid of and you know in in gender politics and in culture you know what i'm saying i don't know what i'm trying to say. oh yeah and especially being a pow in that regard yes Absolutely. i yeah. would feel like being a woman pow not that there's horrible things that happen to men it's just like i totally get what you're like saying this like i feel like there would be like an added level of fear but again, maybe that's my own like internalized sexism. <laughs> I got you. And we know we're all a little sexist. We're all a little racist. We're all a little. <laughs> we we go to the UK for the next one is G is for Granddad, which I thought was an amazing one. What the fuck? That's all I wrote. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's G- I gave this one four stars. Well, I gave it. Well, out of my, I gave it out of four, but if you're giving it out of five, I gave this one five stars. I thought this one was like oddly perfect in a weird way. I gave it three. There was no way I thought you were gonna like. Um. Okay, so I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> I'll definitely go into it, but it's like I basically this like dickhead grandson, right? Who lives with his grandfather, and he's like riding his granddad about how he has like shitty booze, like no TV, being stuck in the fifties, and all this kind of thing. And finally, his grandfather just goes off the bed after being like basically berated by his grandson for everything. Uh, the grandson's getting ready for bed, and he can just tell he's like this cocky dickhead in the mirror. He's like just talking to himself, and he's just like super cocky. And weirdly lanky and like freaky in some, I don't know, it looked weird, like really oddly weird to me. But uh, he gets into bed and his grandfather is like under the fitted sheet of the bed, which like I the, thought was like fucking yeah. weird. Like it's like almost like his body was molded in the, in the mattress. He was like in a hole in the mattress underneath the thing. But almost configured to his body, like he's been there for a while. Yeah, that was, that was the. Uh... <laughs> That was the idea. 
And he's like, what the fuck are you doing in here? And the grandfather just goes off on the grandson, basically he's calling him a dickhead. And he takes like this mollusk opener, like this, like uh, almost like a knife pick or something on top on a ring, basically a pick on a ring. And he jabs his grandson in the neck. And he get, basically goes off how he told, how he heard his grandson call him a wanker on the phone. But how can you call me a wanker when I have nothing to wank with? And he pulls his pants down to reveal he has no penis. And like the skit ends. <laughs> like, I thought this was the most like fucking weirdest thing in the world. But like, okay, remember we said that the, the final like uh, taboo is like male frontal. So we get male frontal, but with no penis. So I thought that was fucking funny and telling. Yeah, there was no reason to show that he was a eunuch. Yeah, and I mean, amazing like Merkin uh, work there, like those little uh, pubic, uh, like, like all, the whole area was like exposed for like many seconds. So it was just funny to watch this, and I really don't get any of it, but for some reason I found it hysterical. Yeah, same. I, I like. I don't. I, I kind of like it, but you for I forgot to say that the grandpa. When he came out of the bed, he was dressed exactly like his grandson. Like he had like a pair of speedos and yeah, he was dressed. He was wearing like uh, saying the same words, like same slang as he was saying, and had like the same kind of gold chain around his neck as his grandson had. And yep. I don't know—is that like a thing where you're like, you know, you're uh, like you think about your youth, like you're when you're older, like you wish you can kind of like go back and maybe you're living vicariously through like younger people i don't know there's definitely that to be looked into yeah it was definitely a thing and it was just funny because he was dressed like his grandson he was a dick and uh i don't get why he didn't have a penis i don't understand that i don't <laughs> under i no idea what that has to do with anything but again it was just funny in no, a no. weird way yeah it's quirky fun yeah and shocking i think it was just the shock value maybe that's what they were trying to get was like something shocking well the confusion isn't going to end with h (laughs) no and that is h's for head games again with the animation which i think that like i lose it my interest with the animation sometimes i like some of them but like uh this one was a really quick short you know two little kissing close up and their heads as they're kissing their heads begin to like wage war with each other until they both basically die that's a good way to describe it i was kind of yeah it's a weird kind of way to like i I was trying to think of a way to describe it but it is it was just fucking weird and you're like yes from the u.s yeah i felt like it could have been better i don't know it was like mediocre to me i like it i know what i was trying to say you know how you know Sooner or later, love kills us all. And oh yeah, I guess we can look at it that way. I mean, that's not, I guess I'm cynical. That's how I look at it. <laughs> but the most important thing about this, I gave it two out of five. It's just okay. Yeah, I think I gave it the same. And um, ever since I, it's called Head Games, but for some reason I got Mind Games by John Lennon stuck in my head since I. Or watched. like the '80s movie War Games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't bad. It kind of looked like Monty Python animation. Yes, very like uh, or like an SNL short. Yeah, if they had yeah, if they had less money. 
Yeah, my game story. John, like that's a good song. <laughs> I just thought you didn't say that. I was like, that's a good song. Yeah, I don't cry when I listen to that, but mostly. <laughs> um, we go to Eyes for Invincible, which I gave a solid like three and a half. I was teetering on four on this one. I'm going four. This is a blast. This one is really good. And it's like the family has this matriarch and she's tied up. Um, and it's seems like they're trying to kill her off for her inheritance or for her, her like fortune or whatever. And she's covered in blood. She's tied up. Um, and she goes, if you want your inheritance, come and get it. And she swallows this like, it looks like a, like a part of a pendant or something. And uh, the son gets fed up, basically lights her on fire. <laughs> they, yeah. think, they think that she's dead because like who wouldn't think that she's dead and um they begin, they begin to like divvy up the estate too oh They're yeah like oh you get the beach house you get this you get the beach house you get that you get this and as they're talking like her charred remains like she's still alive her son freaks out beheads her um the head is still alive the daughter, like, I'm just saying daughter, it could be granddaughter, I'm not quite sure, like, who it is in the family, but grabs the, grabs the head and begins, like, going off on the grandmother's head, like, screaming at her, like, hollering, basically, like, why aren't you dead? Yes. And the grandmother spits the pendant into the granddaughter's mouth. I, I, I assume giving her that curse of invincibility. That's exactly right, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> It was really good. It was really good. Did you like the bit that all the um, all the kids, quote unquote kids? They were like thirty or forty years old, but they're yeah. all dressed. They're all dressed like you would imagine a teenager would dress, which is supposed to like show you how long they've been waiting for this lady to die. Yeah, the one guy. And this is I don't know what what country this is out of, but they they looked Asian. I'm not sure if it was like Japan or I'm not sure what Philippines. Part. You were Philippines. Close. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh. The one guy who was obviously in his like older years, his hair was like dyed black. Do you notice that? Yes. I just thought it was just hysterical. Like, like noticeably black. Like you did you get like shoe polish? Like your hair is like way too dark. And it was just funny to me that, that he was like like this like kingpin of it all. Yeah, thousand percent improvement over what we got from the East in our last <laughs> yes. film. Yeah. This was it was a delight. I loved it. It was it was gory and it was intense and interesting and hilarious. Yeah, I I really liked this one. It was interesting and it kept my attention, even though all these are like very short. It was like I was engaged with this. It was funny. Oh yeah, good good marks all around. The next one's from Brazil and it's called J. Is for Jesus or Jesus, I guess whatever you want to call it. But J is for Jesus. And it's two men in the woods and they're making out, obviously like hiding it, whatever they're doing. It's like not okay kind of thing. And they're being followed, like photographed. It seems the father hired a detective to follow his son around. Um, the The father has his son's lover killed. The son is taking some, like, I called it like a conversion exorcism is how I almost felt like this was. Oh, yeah. Deprogramming. Yeah. yeah it was like a mix of, like, conversion camp and, like, exorcism. <laughs> and uh, the men are just beating him, quoting the Bible. They actually, like, electrocuted his, like, genitalia, which is, like, intense. That scene was pretty intense. And 
the basically as he's like dying or completely out of it his dead lover comes back and which i'm assuming is like a vision you know comes back and kills his captors his lover's captors and brands him with like this uh this the tattoo that he had the tattoo that he had that's like that says like love is law yeah love is law i love that yeah this was a pretty good one this was definitely a good one to me i don't know why this one kind of hit me harder this time i guess i just i feel bad because they it looked like they really loved each other and i just got pissed off at people who just can't let that be and the the phrase love is law it just kind of hit me this time i don't know this is kind of a powerful segment yeah and it's like regardless of your feelings like it's like what that son did didn't at all need anything that his dad did to him like killing somebody electrocuting his like genitalia beating him like all this like it was like pretty fucking intense like it was hard to watch this guy get beat up yeah but it had it had a happy ending but the but the ending like helped it yeah Yeah. but it was it was it was hard to watch just because like the physicality and being like the beatings and stuff like that it was it was hard but like sad hard you know yeah it was it was deep i liked it because in essence like whether the dad thinks it's a crime what he did it's like nothing to do with the father at all like it's just one of those things like this guy's being like persecuted for this and it's horrible yeah that's the, the jesus that's where the jesus allegory comes from yeah like the persecution yeah or getting basically yeah persecuted for who you just who you are yeah he was a martyr for his entire lifestyle yeah it was pretty it was pretty intense maybe i'm making it more important than it really is i really like this one no, but it, it's true. It just was a very. It was. It was a lot in the. I guess the three minute segment that it was. You're like, geez. Yeah, it was a journey. Yeah. Yeah, it went from like oh to oh my god. Yeah, in a minute. Good. I gave it four out of five. Yeah, I think I gave it three and a half on this one. Not terrible. Uh, the next one is K is for now. You had it. Yeah. Like deaf now. I guess it's assuming. Uh, a girl's painting her toenails. Uh, she knows it's like this black liquid, like orb floating over like this like adjacent apartment complex. Um, and as that orb is there, everybody in the apartment complex begins to go berserk on each other, just like very violent, kind of just like beating, fighting, you know, killing all this stuff happening. And she's like watching this, like, oh my god, this is what's going on. And this one like creeped me out because they all like stopped together and just stared at her. Yeah. And it freaked me out. And then she was like, oh my God, like almost like, you know how like when you're watching somebody or at my apartment complex and you can get in the habit of like seeing who pulls in or pulls out of your apartment complex and it's like getting caught watching is it also a feeling that you can have and she has portrayed that very well to me getting caught watching something and she started backing up like oh my god they like saw me and almost like she's scared of it's gonna happen to her kind of thing and then this black liquid begins to like engulf her apartment complex i i really i really like this one yes and it's weird because like She's trying to escape this ooze that's coming in through the door and the windows and this. And finally, like her blood, which I don't know why she was bleeding. I don't even recall why she was bleeding. 
but her blood mixed with this like black i guess sphere or goo and she went through this maybe a 30 second or last 10 second like flashback of her life and then it showed the door swinging open so i don't know how to interpret that part of it i just i think it just took hold of her yeah it's like this major like just like this force the entity took over yeah but that yeah that scene that you were talking about of them all stopping simultaneously and then like looking out at her through the windows that's probably the most visceral visceral scene in any of the two movies yeah it's because they were beating each other and fighting and chaotic and chaos is happening and then just to stop and look out the window just stare all simultaneously was just the most frightening like it actually made me like freak out a little bit when i watched it oh yeah i this is one (laughs) of the ones i was excited for you to see yeah i think that like the older i get um when i watch horror movies I find that like the boogeyman and like things and that things that used to scare me as a child, like Freddy Cougar, for instance, a boogeyman, uh, Michael Myers kind of thing, scare me less than real people. Like I think real people, like for instance, the strangers, like movies that like have a very just like hyper violent, like almost in the first, when the first purge came out, like, that kind of thing. Like, I think people are the most scary. Like, real people. Oh, yeah. And you realize that as you grow up. That's why your fears mature with you. Yeah. And it's like, I can watch Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one, and just watch it and love it. And nostalgic fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I watched The Purge, the first one for the first time, or Strangers, and, like, you're like, holy shit, that can happen today. Like, that could happen at any moment, and that is frightening to me. <laughs> like like do i think that like some people can get in their head to like go wreak havoc on people sure yeah and then there's this that almost like alien invasion types um part to it you know like if you weren't in charge of your own you know actions or feelings and yeah i liked it yeah it was it was good lithuania which is crazy but i also after i read that that it was lithuania i was like I felt that vibe with the way the apartment complexes were. Oh, yeah? It seemed very, like, or I would say Russia, if it, if you didn't say Lithuania. I would say it felt very Russian to me. European in some way, but... Yeah, these... Hungarian. Like, I don't know why I felt like that. It had that vibe to me. No dialogue. You wouldn't know any other, any other way. Yeah. It's kind of like, here's how I'll describe it. Rear Window meets Donnie Darko meets Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty accurate, 100%. <laughs> now, this next one's unfortunate. <laughs> yes, this one is Alice for Legacy. And I had to, like, deep dive on this because, of course, it was, like, it's from Nigeria. So there's a lot of just, like, um, like kind of, like, a folklore feel to it, uh, like, mythological things, like, in regards to, like, how, you know, what I equated it to was, like, you know, chilling the corn, for instance, how they felt like they had to kill in order for the crops to be good. You know what I mean? Like, there's very oh, yeah. much like that kind of like mythology. But like, I guess like this guy was tasked by his queen to sacrifice the prince so the women in their village can have more male babies. 
the guy refuses, but he tries that he kills a rat and covers his blade with the rat blood to like mimic the fact that he did it, but he really didn't do it. And uh, I guess in retaliation for like disobeying the queen's orders, like this demon comes out and slaughters the entire village. And it later shows that the protagonist who was like told to do this killing is later shown being like, you know, shamed for not doing his duty. That's yeah, that's a good way to describe it. I, I just, I know they did their best and it's, it's from Nigeria. I feel so bad about not liking this. (laughs) Yeah. It's very, I think that it's very like, it's just very niche and very cultural and very like, like we don't live in a society that like has these kind of like, like we don't pray to the sun to give us good crops and do things that are like, I don't know. Very just, I don't think we're we're very industrial. I don't know why I feel like because we're an industrial like society that this doesn't hit us the same way. I think it comes down to the, the creature design and the visual effects. You didn't like what the creature looked like. No, it looked like, you know, like a black and white movie, how they would yes. creature. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? From way back in the day, it felt like it stepped out of like a 50s movie. Yeah. And this hit different for me because it's like, I just don't know what it's like to like put stock in doing something in order for something else to happen. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? People who have like, for instance, like good luck pieces and stuff. And like, if I don't carry this quarter in my pocket, I'll have bad luck. It's what I also equated to like in our society. No, no, no I get you. I... Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, cause I, cause I don't do that. It's hard for me to like be scared of something like this. Totally. Totally. I am a little superstitious, but <laughs> like I grew up like very much like, you know, don't walk, don't open an umbrella in the house. Don't walk under ladders, but I began to not try to like go down that path. I tried to stop myself because my grandmother was very superstitious. You don't end up like William Shatner in that Twilight Zone episode where they have that fortune telling machine. It'd be like, why does it take Crystal 45 minutes to leave the house? Well, she's checking the door 15 times and she's spinning around a circle four times. (laughs) Did I shut the burner off? Yes. I fought myself for years doing that. Like where I would literally get into the car, then go back in the apartment and check and see if I turn everything off. Like, yes. Fortunately. (laughs) Yes. Two out of five on this one. I gave it a two as well. Which is a shame because I know that they... They're they're not a country known for filmmaking, obviously. So, I know yeah, they. Put it with I know. I saw what they were trying to do, and it was just, it just didn't like it. Didn't do it for me in that way. And that's what you owe all art is objectivity and trying, <laughs> you know, take and in, take into account. But if if what they produce at the end of the day isn't up to snuff, then you you just you need to say that. Yeah. I don't. Know. Um, the next one is the actual contest winner, uh, which I read about because they had like the contest for uh, this 26th director, and he was actually a music video director, which makes sense when I watched this mo- when I watched this short when I read that about him. Oh yeah, so I think it very hits like a music video. It's mostly yeah, mostly no dialogue until the the stinger on the end where. <laughs> <laughs> yes uh this is called m is for masticate which you know again looking it up it's like it's the terminology for when you chew like the liquids and like the acid your mouth expels after you chew 
to help break down food, which I think is just funny. But like, <laughs> so a man is seen running on the street. It's all in slow motion. Uh, he's wearing these contacts, contacts that makes his eyes look just like demonic. And he is on a rampage. Like he pissed himself. Uh, <laughs> he's in slow motion. He's knocking, throwing people, knocking people over. And I love like the juxtaposition of him being like so psychotic and the music being that there's like really hippie, like 60s vibe, like feel good music. Yeah. It's like, it reminds me of like just flower child, like feel good music. And this guy's just like wreaking havoc down the street. Everyone's mortified and scared. And finally, it, it, you know, the capstone is that he tackles this guy and he rips his ear and part, part of his face off. And he's pulling yeah. it and he's like shaking it. <laughs> he's biting his face off. Literally biting his face off. This cop turns the corner. Again, this is all in slow motion. This beautiful like 60s flower child music's playing. Uh, the cop shoots him in the head, which is great slow motion because you see the bullet actually penetrate his forehead, which is great. Oh, yeah. Um, and then just as that happens and he falls over, it goes into like, real life speed real volume like real noise and it's like chaotic screaming the guy screaming and like freaking the fuck out and uh it goes the black goes 34 minutes earlier and again the guy's like plank beers and like he goes fuck yeah i'll try bath salts yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is like the best short i think i've ever seen in my entire life I laughed out loud at that at the end of that. I, I actually my roommate watched this and she loved it. Yeah, I know it's morbid, but yeah, I totally laughed at the end. Yeah, it was a great like reveal. It was great practical effects of him just ripping the guy's ear and face off. And it's also probably at the time of that that real bath salts like epidemic. I say epidemic thing happened in the news in Florida. Remember in Miami. Yep, Florida man. Yeah, the real guy who took bath salts and like was found chewing the guy's face off. <laughs> so it was probably very topical for the time. But it was also just done like with humor and it was it was really good. Yeah, I loved it. Five out of five is great. Oh yeah. I mean, this is this is a complete like home run. Yeah, from the United States. Yeah, it was great. Obviously, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it just looked great, and it looked and when I found that a guy was a music uh, music video director, I was like, I felt that because I felt like that could have been like a Blink One Eight Two like video without the face being chewed off, but like just like <laughs> chaotic running in slow motion through a town, causing hate chaos. Like you kind of felt that music video vibe. What do you think of the first half of ABC's A Death Part Two? Um, I'm really, they're really great. Good. I'm happy. I, I, I hoped I didn't blow it too bit, too much. No, no. I actually feel like these feel a little bit more approachable than the first ones. The first ones are just so like, uh, like dark and more sexually. And like, I don't, I haven't seen the second half of this PS. So God knows I'm, I might be talking on my ass right now because I don't know the second half of the video. I purposely didn't want to watch the second half. So I don't want to skew my whole perception yet, but uh, these seem like they're more story based than trying to be like shocky. Yeah. The first ones are very like, 
shock and all kind of things like whoa like they're trying to really like fuck you up like <laughs> with what you're looking at yeah. grimy and sleazy and cynical but this one kind of feels more fun yeah more polished in a weird way um yeah generally just over so, so far just generally really positive good 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 i'm happy yes i'm very excited for the second half i think the second half holds up to the first half Oh, that's great. I can't wait to watch. I purposely held off, so I can't wait to watch it. Good, good, good. I, I, I by myself, I'm looking forward to a time where we can get back to traditional anthologies. Oh, yeah. This is pretty intense. I mean, yeah. just because it's like, you know, you can't, you, you can't even remotely tune out for one second. Like, you're like, you have to be fully engaged with every segment because it's just, they're so fast. <laughs> Absolutely. But until until next week, thank you so much for joining me. This was a blast. Yes, it was great.